elevation, get it money, education, get it money, alignment, get it money, healing, get it money, hey, get it money, hey, hey, get it money, get it money, get it money. Hey, 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 welcome to the Oasis 13 podcast. I am the host, Imani, and before we start this episode, as always, I have to express gratitude for everything, for you listening, for me being able to be here and speak, for healing that is going to come, you know, um, for everything. So thank you, thank you. Thank you, and this episode um, is titled Black Woman Episode Black Woman Excellence. I have one of these every season, and really, it's just for from a black woman to a black woman. You know, sometimes it's motivation, sometimes it's holding us accountable, and that's what I'm doing with this one, holding all of us as black women accountable. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and stay tuned in. Thank you. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Oasis 13 podcast. And it's the Black Woman Excellence Edition. I love this episode, okay? Because I always make sure that I do my due diligence and do my research. And it's really about, you know, Black women uplifting, Black women, Black women inspiring, Black women, Black women holding black women accountable. You know, we have to have this space for one another to be there for one another and to, yeah, we, it's, 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 it's very beneficial to have just this space just for us, you know. So this is an episode for black women. You know, anybody who is interested can listen, but just know, the intention of these episodes is for black women, you know, for us to help each other, you know, and um, specifically for this episode. Well, actually, before I say that, if you haven't checked out, checked out the last one. Um, I think that is one of the favorites from my like unknown first season. <laughs> um. <clears throat> but yeah, so that one is just really inspiring and telling us how great we are and that we are so amazing. This one, this one <laughs> is going to be us holding ourselves more accountable. Ooh, ooh, I'm not going to be nice this episode. <laughs> Oh, so if you don't, all right. So before I get into it, right? I shouldn't say I'm not going to be nice, but I'm going to be very honest with some things that maybe we can work on as black women. And, you know, um, I'm not going to, it's not going to be like a, oh, it's so-and-so's fault or, you know, like, well, what about the men? It's not, it's not. That's not what we're focused on right now. Right now, we have to focus on what we're doing for ourselves because, you know, that's just the message that I preach. You got to heal yourself and you can't really um, worry about ooh, stomach. You can't really worry about um, other people all the time. I'm getting too... I'm, you know, we getting too far ahead. 
So before I even get into it, I definitely want to start this episode off by honoring Miss Cicely Tyson, who passed on January 28th of this year. And she was a very influential icon in the entertainment industry. And she definitely, um, she definitely made her mark on this world. So thank you, Miss Cicely. I am a firm believer in uh, divine guidance. My mother said when I was about six months old, she was pushing me in the baby carriage. And she was stopped by a woman who was admiring this newborn baby. And she said to my mother, take care of that child. She has a sixth sense. Now she said when I was a child, I could always tell her when something was going to happen in the family, around the family. I didn't like it. I was beginning to think that something was radically wrong. And it was my cousin. He was a psychologist. He said, let's go for a walk. He took me to a bookstore and he bought me all of these books. And he said to me, we all have it. Some more developed than others. Years later, I had this dream that I fell in the street and that I had my left hand extended for help. And so I, I, there was something about it that was very strange, very eerie. And I suddenly had this chill. I was cold as clay. Somebody's trying to get a message to me. The phone rang. It was my sister. And I said, how are you? She said, not good. Mother just passed. She got all dressed and six feet away from her door. She dropped in the street with her hand. And when I say I'm divinely guided, I, I just let it come wherever it comes. I make sure that I leave it and let it do what it has to do. And I tell you, I got to the point where I no longer feared it. I welcomed it as a matter of fact. Wow. Thank you for that message of divine guidance, Ms. Tyson. And it kind of sets the tone for what we're going to talk about for the rest of this episode. Um, so as women, we can naturally have a more inclined intuition, a more, um, a more in tune guidance that we have, you know, and the kind of the message that I want to preach or, ooh, ooh, I can't believe I just said that. The message that I want to share is um, us tapping into more of our divine guidance as it relates to relationships, okay? This episode is us working on our relationships um, because... I don't know, this topic has been, it's a very hot topic right now. And it's just been really sad to me seeing what's going on in our community and the disconnect between black men and women. And it's just, it's just crazy to me. So again, I'm not here to talk to black men. I have a whole episode um, about um, that gets a man's point of view and a woman's point of view about just relationships and, you know, how to be the best you. So if you're interested, check that out. It's with Gambo. Um, 
Yeah, check it out. On YouTube, it's called like Simps, Alpha Males, Pick Me's, which does each gender prefer? Or is it like, you know, um, being too nice in relationships? So in that episode, we touch on both men and women. However, this I'm just talking to women. I'm just focused on us, right? Because as a black woman, that's all I can really, I, I, that's, again, self-healing, all right? So what I have seen a lot in the media is bashing, bashing, bashing of men to women, women to men. It's it's, 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 it's really sad. And the reason it's really sad is because this is written. It's written that we're supposed to have this rift between us. It's written that we're supposed to be in an environment that, I mean, let's be like our society, the society that we live in is not conducive to healthy relationships. It's hard out here, man. Like it's freaking hard. It would be, it would be crazy of me not to acknowledge that. Like we live in a society where they try to make it seem like money is the most important thing when that is just a byproduct of you doing what you love and your purpose. But it's it should never be the focus. But we live in a society where that it's is the focus for a lot of people. We live in a society where where we um you can say all you want, you don't need anybody else, but everybody is looking for companionship. Everybody is looking everybody wants to be loved. Period. <laughs> you can say you don't need anybody. Okay. All right. Everybody wants to be loved. So, um because of that, we look for it in the wrong places and in the wrong ways. And we're going to get into all of that this episode. Like, I'm a, <laughs> I'm really excited because I've, I'm going to start to where we are now to maybe to where we can begin to go to create better relationships that are based off of divinity and not off of attraction okay I'm right I'm 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 obviously excited because you know I keep trying to jump ahead but let's start off with the Willie Lynch letter um because again it's written it's written that we are supposed to be at odds with each other and one of it is put the men against the women. And I don't know if y'all seen what's in the media recently, but it's like it's it's very that's very prevalent right now. So, you know, I'ma just play that quick clip just in case, you know, you forgot what was what was said in that letter. But it's just kind of scary that what is said is what is being played out. So. By Willie Lynch on the banks of the James River in the colony of Virginia in 1712. Lynch was a British slave owner in the West Indies. He was invited to the colony of Virginia in 1712 to teach his methods to slave owners there. The term lynching is derived from his last name. Greetings, gentlemen. I greet you here on the bank of the James River in the year of our Lord, 1712. First, I shall thank you the gentlemen of the colony of Virginia for bringing me here. I'm here to help you solve some of your problems with slaves. Your invitation reached me on my modest plantation in the West Indies, where I have experimented with some of the newest and still the oldest methods for control of slaves. Ancient Rome would envy us if my program is implemented. As our boat sails south on the James River, named for our illustrious king, whose version of the Bible we cherish, I saw enough to know that your problem is not unique. While Rome used cords of wood as crosses for standing human bodies along its highways in great numbers, you were here using the tree and the rope on occasions. I caught the whiff of a dead slave hanging from a tree a couple miles back. And you're not only losing valuable stock by hangings, 
You are having uprisings, slaves are running away, your crops are sometimes left in the fields too long for maximum profit, you suffer occasional fires, your animals are killed. Gentlemen, you know what your problems are. I do not have to elaborate. I'm not here to enumerate your problems. I'm here to introduce you to a method of solving them. In my bag here, I have foolproof method for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee every one of you that if installed correctly, it will control the slaves for at least 400 years. My method is simple. Any member of your family or your overseer can use it. I have outlined a number of differences among the slaves and I take these differences and I make them bigger. I use fear, distrust, and envy for control purposes. These methods have worked on my modest plantation in the West Indies and it will work throughout the South. Take this simple little list of differences and think about them. On the top of my list is age, but it's there only because it starts with an A. The second is color or shade. There is intelligence, size, sex, sizes of plantations, status on plantations, attitude of owners, whether the slaves live in the valley, on a hill, east, west, north, south, have fine hair, coarse hair, or is tall or short. Now that you have a list of differences, I shall give you an outline of action. But before that, I shall assure you that distrust is stronger than trust and envy stronger than adulation, respect, or admiration. The black slaves, after receiving this indoctrination, shall carry on and will become self-refueling and self-generating for hundreds of years, maybe thousands. Don't forget, you must pitch the old, versus the, the old black male versus the young black male. The young black male against the old black male. You must use the dark-skinned slaves versus the light-skinned slaves and the light-skinned slaves versus the dark-skinned slaves. You must use the female versus the male and the male versus the female. You must also have white servants and overseers who distrust all black, but it's necessary that your slaves trust and depend on us. They must love, respect, and trust only us. Gentlemen, these kids are your keys to control them, use them. Have your wives and children use them, never miss an opportunity. If used intensely for one year, the slaves themselves will remain perpetually distrustful. Okay, so, yep, literally everything that is said is being played out just for us simply being different, you know? And um, so, yeah, so because of our, again, our situation and just the... Honestly, our environment is not natural to what we are used to. We're used to being in a community mindset. We're used to having rituals. We're used to being connected more to spirit and not in this false reality of what we live in now, in this false reality of happiness. And if you get these things and if you accomplish these goals then you will be happy and that's obviously it's not the case obviously what we're doing is not working and um yeah so let's start with where we are now um which is i think jasmine sullivan <laughs> i think she I think she lays it out really well. Shout out to her because she always tells the point of view of a woman so beautifully, you know? And um, so hotels is what I'm talking about. Um, some of it is from my personal life. It's from um, friends, family, just it's stories of real women. And we all experience a lot of the same things. And um, I'm not ashamed to tell my story and tell those stories. And I feel like it's important for people to hear them because uh, a lot of the time women's stories are muted and and, and or um, we have to present ourselves a certain way for the masses. And I just feel like that's whack and it's kind of dated. It's like, you know, everybody has layers. Everybody has been through things. Everybody got trauma. And it's okay to have gone through something or still be going through something and that be your story and, and you're trying to figure figure life out like that's what everybody's trying to do anyway so so and hotels that's where we at now <laughs> that's where we at now um and it, it it's like a story it starts off so i, I kind of want to talk about each song just a little bit because honestly her album tells a story 
of each of what women go through, of what women think, of what you know, what what it what it this society has led us to has has created. You know? So the first one bodies on bodies bodies okay and she basically talking about being reckless with yourself being reckless with your body sleeping around you know and when you do that you're not really respecting yourself cuz really what she what she outlines and that is you know like she knows she ain't supposed to be doing it but she she's still doing it and again it's created because we all want love we all want compassion but we doing it in the wrong ways right so that's number one bodies on bodies basically so we starting off first of all you reckless right you just, you just reckless. Then number two, don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for hurting your ears, but listen. Um, yeah, pick up your feelings. So I think this kind of tells the story of us, um, distancing like in relationships it's kind of become cool to not express yourself and um you know maybe you putting out too much but you're not getting them back and um she basically telling dude you know peace out peace out that's it you know that's what i got from that um the next one Ari's tale. I I love her. Like she's amazing. She is point blank amazing and I appreciate her honesty because girl, girl, if you haven't listened to that clip, girl, please listen to it because the girl says I was basically willing to ruin my career for some some dude for some guy she was like that dick just spoke to me <laughs> what that shit is crazy that shit is crazy and this is this is where we get messed up because all right, so we started our bodies, right? You being reckless, and then you find this one dude, right? I think it just it tells a whole story. So then she finds this one dude, and maybe she left the first one and pick up your feelings, but then she finds another one, and he just like the dick speaks, right? That shit is not healthy at all. What they call it, that demon dick? Because when you start. When, when you start um, not doing the things that you want to, like when you start getting confused in the head over a dude, it's a problem, right? And I know, you know, we're going to get more into the spirituality of sex, but sex is never just a physical thing. It is never it is never, even if you think like that's all you're doing is just experiencing it physically. No, 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 no. It has some effects and y'all know, y'all know it has some effects. Okay. And, um, you, you have to be very careful with who you allow your energy, who you share your energy with. And that's just, we gonna leave that there. Next, 
put it down. Again, we talking about demon dick. So this girl talk about, they talk about in this song, basically, I do whatever he say. I pay this dude rent. What? What? Like, again. So the 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 storyline of you sleeping around, you 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 messing with dudes you don't need to be messing with. They messing with your head, and then as women, we let that affect other parts of our lives. And then it's a circle. And then what if you have kids? And then you put it that you 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 got this messed up idea of like men. And then you putting those ideas into your kids. And then it's just a cycle right? A cycle, right? And yeah, like I said, I'm holding us accountable in this episode, women. So yeah, that's all I'm saying. You, you need it. Everything has a cause and effect, right? So if you're doing that, you, it has an effect. Okay. Next one. On it, this is just simply um, Ari and um, Jasmine talking about sitting on a dick um, again. Be care, don't. <laughs> That's a very special. Um, hey, listen. Again, last episode, I said how powerful we are. We have to recognize that power in ourselves again. And not only that, but also start respecting ourselves because, and not only that, but also view relationships is totally different than we do now. Like relationships are trash. Like the way that we approach them is trash. And again, you know, we kind of telling the whole story with, with this album, right? Um, then. So I wasn't actually present when that happened. My mom curated that in her house and had people come over and they was eating and drinking, obviously. Um, but like, that goes to show that the conversations are happening from when you are in your 20s, your 30s, to when you in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s. Like, those same conversations are happening. And, um, you know... It's, it's just real life. We trying to figure it out. Like, stop. Take it easy on yourself, sis. You don't got to have everything together. And, you know, it's okay to go through these these uh, experiences that you go through. And you'll be good. So you're starting out again at the bodies. You, you're being reckless, you know. And then you, you, you um, saying, you know, fuck your feelings i'm gone whatever you know you having sex you getting with this nigga who got the demon dick and now you all confused and now you kind of fucked up you know you ain't really heal yourself or whatever and then um and then you know just basing relationships off of material things such as money and that never works so the relationship is not um, the relationship is not, it doesn't last and then cheating happens and then, well, you say, fuck relationships, I'm gonna just get to this money and then, and then, you know, you, you, you feel like, well, you can only feel valued for which you have to offer sexually because of what social media is showing. And you like, well, shit, I might as well just be a hoe out here. All right. Because I got to do what I, the heck I got to do and I got to make my money. So that's what it is, you know. And that is my, that is what I got from the whole album. And again, I felt like that was necessary because I feel like that's where a lot of women are now. That's where... A lot of women can relate to at least some of those stories in that album, you know, and. Um, 
so I had a horrible relationship um, that that resulted in um, domestic abuse at the time. I came back with reality show. Um, after that, I had started touring reality show and um, I had planned on just kind of taking a short break and time kind of got away from me. But but I experienced my own point in time where I was kind of just wilding a little bit and I didn't know at the time um, why I was doing those things. But, um, you know, when I had some time to process, I'm like, oh, I was still healing from that relationship that kind of like threw me for a loop. If some things happened in it that I never thought that I would experience, I, I, I let some things happen that I never thought I would. And I kind of became a different person. And um, sometimes you think you've healed and you haven't. And like you mm-hmm. going about your life and, you know, situations come up and then you start kind of acting out things from mm-hmm. the past that you didn't even know were still there. And so that's kind of what was happening in that um, played a part in the project itself. And also like, after the aftermath of all of that stuff happening, um, well, just feeling some type of way about myself and the decisions I made and, and feeling like um, I needed to give myself some grace and realize that I had been through some things. I had some trauma that I wasn't uh, fully healed from. And um, I'm okay. I made it, I may have done some things that I wasn't proud of or acted certain ways that I wasn't proud of, but I'm still good. I'm still Jasmine. And that doesn't make up the whole of me. And that's what I want um females to to know is that um certain parts of your life that may not be cookie cutter or may not you know not be the best doesn't make up the sum of who you are and Mm -hmm. just to give yourself some grace and give the women around you grace as well well going through that did you feel all right so somebody who i want to note is shavazad ali so like i said we're starting out where we are now going to some notes we can take and eventually where we want to be. So now we now we're at the point of like some notes we can take, right? So Shavazad Ali is um she was the author of The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. And when her book came out, crazy, crazy people were mad at her because she was holding women accountable for, like period the book was pointed toward women of things that we can do better to have healthier relationships with black men now do i agree with everything that she says no but do i think that she makes a lot of great points yes do I think that she holds black women accountable? Yes. Do I think that she, her main focus was to get back the black man and woman family structure? Because without a solid family structure, there is no solid community. Yes. And um, so I'm, I'm going to play a clip, right? Um, and I suggest like it's just gonna be a little small minutes of a of a clip, um, but I suggest that you you know go to the link, listen to the whole thing, check her out just to see you know the things that she says. But as I said, this book demonstrates that that we are not as different as we like to think that we are. So what I'm going to go over real brief right now is what the attributes are of the good black woman. Since she's not on television, we may not recognize her. Okay. Now, the good black woman has seven attributes, and then I'm going to explain to you how to utilize those in your day-to-day life. Good black woman has self-discipline, courteousness, cheerfulness, self-respect, intelligence, cleanliness, and love. Now, we've heard that terminology. You know, it's like one of those where they tell you, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. What do that mean? You know, how, how can I make that functional in my day-to-day life to benefit me as a practice? It sounds like all theory. Where's the practice? What do I do? The good black woman has self-discipline. That's self-control. Let me make that real for you, sisters. We can start with our mouth. The good black woman can control her mouth. She don't have to say everything that comes up. It's okay if he get the last word sometime. 
you know. She don't cuss in public. And she works on not cussing in private. She don't tear a man down with her mouth because they can't out-argue us. Can't nobody out-argue us. I have charged that we nag our men too much. We keep our men's head tied up so much with our petty grievances about our personal relationship that he don't have time to think and plan for our future. Because he got to deal with what's going to happen with us every day. You know, it's, it's real life. When the black man come home, he almost have to do a wind test or stick his toe in the door. He don't know what's waiting. He don't know who in there today. He know it's a possibility that there's some kind of new monster that he didn't even know about yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, we, we need to not make it like that. We need to not be so vicious with our mouth. You know, men are not petty like that. They're not going to out-argue us. And it has been proven that verbal abuse is just as harmful as physical abuse. So let's not use our mouth to do that to him. The good black woman is courteous. She says, thank you, baby. I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate every effort you make. Try harder. I'm going to work with you. Thank you. I know you did your best. Now that's a whole new language. <laughs> but just to say that during the course of the day every day with the man that you're trying to be with or want to be with will make our life easier. We can't get it if we don't give it. We keep wanting them to give us and do something for us that we refuse to do and give to them. It don't work like that. The good black woman has self-respect. She don't have to go out naked just to get the attention of a man. I have sisters all over the country and they, and they come up to me uh, after the lectures and they'll be talking to me and they'll say, well, you know, uh, all he think about is sex. All he think about is my body. I say, why don't you show him something else? <laughs> and then here's the really good one. They'll come up and they'll have on uh, a weave. They have on false eyelashes, another whole face, false fingernails, and all of that. And then they'll say, but I'm looking for a real man. down without thinking that it devalues her. She doesn't have to use her body because she has so many other good attributes about herself to get the attention of a man. We can take the sisters, the sisters in a position to take all of the charge uh, and sexual energy out of the black community by just dressing differently. We have the power and control over that. That don't stop you from being beautiful. That don't stop you from getting a man. And it certainly puts things on the right perspective so some other judgments can be made other than physical. Don't take no knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to have a sexual reaction. That's the most base. We spend less time doing that than anything else we do. Doing that than anything else we do. So, you know, that doesn't always have to be the forefront issue. We know we are capable of that. The good black woman has intelligence, meaning that she knows how to behave properly in the streets. She's not in the wrong place. Some of my women don't know what else to do other than go to the bar. They need some activities. Some of our women thinking that staying home on the weekend is some kind of sin. Some of our women think that if they don't have a new outfit to wear every day that they're going to self-destruct. You know, we, we have a lot of just that kind of nonsense going. Uh, every time we buy new outfits and clothes or whatever, all we're doing is sending money out of our community. We don't own no clothing stores. If the white man closed the shoe factory, we'd all be here barefooted tonight. We don't own no shoe factories. You know, very base things that we don't own that we put our money into and demand we have to have them. A lot of times our men look at us and know 
that he ain't never going to be able to make enough money to give us all of the things we say we want. And don't no man want to be with no woman who he constantly got to deny her the things that she says she wants. And that represents failure to him, to have to always, you know, not be able to provide us with what we ask for. One of the ways we can do that is to start being satisfied with less. You know, the good black woman is clean. Now, that's a hard one. The good black woman try to keep the house clean. Good black woman is clean by her own body. You know, a lot of those things we kind of take for granted, but all of our people don't know about that. There are people who are angry with me because I even describe the fact that some of us as sisters are, are, don't have the proper personal hygiene as if that don't exist. We have too much falsehood and pretense going about our condition. Everybody that's dressed up ain't clean. You know, that's just the truth. We have to look at our condition in the light of truth. Stop reacting emotionally and pretending that just because we don't want to do one of the most difficult things that I deal with out here is trying to teach our people the difference between an actual fact and an opinion. Our people think that they can accept or reject truth based on how they feel about it. Your feelings don't change the truth. The truth is just going to be there. You can feel any kind of way you want to feel about it. Those are just, those kind of emotions have kept us from growing. Because anything we don't like, we just reject that and say, well, I don't believe that. That don't mean that it's not the truth. It just makes you a disbeliever. <laughs> the good black woman uh, practices non-possessive loving. Now, y'all know that's a hard one. <laughs> now, envy is wanting what someone else has. And jealousy, of course, is just selfishness. Uh... <laughs> If you haven't left yet, um, thank you for tuning in. Again, this is just us holding ourselves accountable because, um, and, and, and this episode specifically is about being better so that we can be better in within relationships because I do feel like one of my purposes is to share that message because there's just a lot of, um, it's just a lot of miscommunication and we have to do better at trying to understand one another so that we can come back together in healthy unions. And when, where we're going to end now is this little amazing book um, that is called The Spirit of Intimacy in the Ancient African Teaching the Ancient Africans' Teachings and the Ways of Relationships by Sobonfu Some. This book, amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I definitely recommend it um, to anyone who, who is interested in getting a new outlook on relationships. If you're tired of... Oh, what is the current status? And as women, we have a lot of power. We do. So if we make spirit the um, base of our relationships, it will change everything. So, yeah, the, the base of her message is really relationships are not based off of ego. So we're not basing, we're not picking people based off of attraction, money, status, any of those outward things. It's literally based on if, you're, if your purposes are aligned and if spirit wants you to be together. Now, how do you know if spirit wants you to be together? Well, in her um, tribe, it's just totally different. So let's start off with the fact that in her tribe, community is everything. They don't even, they don't have a mindset of this is mine. And if it's mine, then it's not yours. You know, like they, they, um, they have a we mindset. Like she says, even with kids and, um, other men and women, as the children, you don't really call your, ch you don't really call the child that you birth 
It's not only your child, it's everybody's child in the community, you know? And the men, all men, all your brothers, you, or you could call them your husband. Now don't, don't, don't lose me on here, you know? It's just for namesake, right? Like, it's just like nothing is yours, right? Now you're saying, how does that play out in their relationships, right? So, basically, how people get together is the elders in their community, um, they do a ritual and all this and kind of act spirit, you know, who needs to, whose purposes are aligned and all of that. And then spirit will let them know, do these ritual practices. <clears throat> and basically that's how, you know, they are, they join relationships. Now, before we go any further, wouldn't it, don't you think that that would create a longer lasting relationship if you knew that your relationship was divinely guided and divinely put together by God and not from your own choice, you know? Because if you're choosing, oh, we are fickle <laughs> as people and you know, it's always going to be somebody better. So yeah, obviously it's not going to last. But if the base of your relationship is our purposes are aligned and spirit has put us together for a reason, that's totally different. So I want to read some, I want to read from a couple of pages. Again, please get this book. It's amazing. Okay, so people in the West can begin to strengthen their intimate relationships by, by maintaining their connection with spirit through prayers, through walking in nature and dealing with natural forces, through connecting with the earth, the mineral, the fire, or the mountains. And that was another thing she said, you know, obviously they live very closely to, you know, within earth, you know, and they're like that's another thing we are so um separated from nature and nature is very healing for us as melanated people especially and um all right so let me go on so she also says it is very easy for us to get lost in the mundane world and forget about our connection to spirit yet without that connection we are basically walking dead I feel like I can end it here. <laughs> Without things being guided by spirit, there's no point. Without knowing your intention and knowing that it is divinely guided, what the hell is the point? Let me move on. All right, so... In an indigenous context, because you don't follow romance as a guide to marriage, partners know the true identity of the other. Because you don't follow romance, they have, again, this Western society has, like, fucked up so many of our minds, making us think that, now, Valentine's Day just passed, one of the dumbest holidays, because why am I buying these things to show how much I love you? It doesn't make any sense. It, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, we should be connected on a different level. I shouldn't have to... That should, it shouldn't even matter. And then, you know, because it does matter in this society, oh, you messed up if you don't get somebody something for Valentine's Day. Now you mad. And like, what? 
if y'all relationship was already messed up, don't let Valentine's Day be the reason. You know, like, anyways, um, this is a very good one. So people think that when they say yes once, it means yes forever. But indigenous context, no. That's why you have to constantly renew your vows, whether it's once a year or when somebody else is getting married. So you are constantly renewing yourself to the person that now again the elders put them together but you have the option to say yes or no right it's not like you have to but the elders will bring to your attention hey we think or not we think but it has been shown to us that you know um you may be the best partner for so and so because based on this or that and how mala don't so Bonfu Some, sorry, um, her husband's name is Malodome. But how she got her husband was again the elders brought to her attention. They said, Hey, there's a man in the West who is by himself, and we think that you would be a great partner for him. Now again, she's living in Africa. They live totally different. She doesn't know what it's like to live without her family. She was like, how am I supposed to live without my community? You know, like, and she was like, she was very against it at first. And then she said she had to pray on it. And she, I think she went to one of her ancestors' graves and asked them for their um, opinion on it. And she got the answer after she prayed on it that, yes, this is what is meant for her. And I'm so, again, because the messages that she shared, we need it. So, she says, let me put it differently. I fell in love with my husband, you know, after we got married. So, the way she explains a lot in this book is like, you kind of start at the bottom when you're married. Whereas in the West, we kind of start at the top of like, oh, I have to be so in love already. She's like, no, we build it up consistently to really get to know one another, to really find out who that other person is. Because if you're starting at the top, again, she's like, where are you going to go? Obviously, you're going to go down. But if you're starting and you're not really, you don't, like she said, she didn't know her husband before they got married. Um which is, again, is a very different structure than we live in now. But we can adapt some of their, obviously, we can't live like that because we're just way too far away from that. But we can adapt some of what she's talking about, right? So basically, just saying your initial thing may not be attraction or... adoration it should be because spiritually you are meant to be in that relationship you know all right and um so let me see what i want to say oh the next step is to acknowledge each other's soul, acknowledge each other, not just as human beings, but as spirits who have chosen a body to come into. Then through ritual, bring these two souls together. Perhaps couples in the West could use meaningful things. They, oh wait, never mind. She gets into a whole ritual. Um, so that, I feel like that's a very profound message because it's not again you're not looking at your partner as you're looking at their you're worried about their spirit right about spiritually what you guys are meant to do together you know and let's see so when people recognize that they are in, they are spirit in a human body and that other people are spirits, 
They begin to understand that our bodies are sacred and that sexuality is far more than a means of pleasure. It is a sacred act. They look at other people differently, seeing the body not as a source of physical attraction, but as a shrine. Again, we have a long way to go because... And this is funny because I just made an episode last week about intimacy through Tantra and sex. And, um, but I kind of feel like it's the same, along the same message because it's a deeper connection. This is a way deeper connection than, than sex as a form of physical pleasure. So... It's the same message. You should check out the episode too. But um, what she says again is it's a sacred act. And she also says they don't really have a word for sex in their culture. They see it more as a journey. You're going on a journey with another person, right? Because that's the deepest way that you can connect with somebody, And so when you see it as like, oh, I'm going on this journey as opposed to, oh, I just want to feel good. Oh, I just, I just want to feel loved. Or I just want to feel this connection. And again, we all want that deep connection, but you really can't get it from anybody else. It, you really are, you really can't get it from another physical being it really has to be guided by spirit and when we go the opposite way then I don't know I'm just throwing ideas out there because obviously what we're doing is not working so you know it it wouldn't hurt for us to try another way right so yeah, I'm going to end there. Um, I don't want to give too much of her stuff away because I think that you should definitely get this book. It was only $12, I think, on Amazon. Um, so, yeah, this episode, I kind of wanted to touch on how we can be better within relationships. Because, again, well, we started off with hotels and... That's not where we want to be. It's not. I mean, it's the story of trauma and like trying to find love in the wrong places and feeling undervalued and using these things that are not going to give you value, you know? And then we go to Shirazad Ali who starts to call out some of these things call out some of these things that maybe we can work on and women be mad like but we have to hold ourselves accountable and lastly we ended with Sabonfu Somme who maybe can who has given us some different ideas of how we can approach relationships as opposed to how we are approaching them now and you know it's we have a long way to go You know, like we've been, again, this shit is written, so it's not going to be easy, you know. There's a lot of work for us to do, but as women, we have to work on ourselves and being the the best version of ourselves. Um, Yeah. And I want to end this episode with shouting out a local talent. Um, Sakia, what's up? What's up, Freeze? Sakia Freeze, who is the creator of Events with Freeze. And she also makes um, cute, you know, like stickers and stuff you can put on your computer. And... um, Uh, For Christmas, she made like um, ornaments, you know, cute stuff that you might want to have. 
Um, so again, that is a local talent here in Virginia, um, which is something that I will also be adding to the Black Woman Excellence Podcast, which will happen again once every season. So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you gain something out of it. <sighs> yeah. So as women, let's work on doing better. Okay. All right, guys. And remember that your refuge is in your self-healing. So heal yourself to find your refuge. Okay. Peace. Intimacy is one of the most important things in our life. In my country, when two people meet, there is a new spirit that is born out of that relationship, which is called the spirit of intimacy, because healthy relationships are at the heart of human being lives. When we meet someone, it's important to let our guard down, to surrender to what is being born so that we can begin to experience that spirit of intimacy that is being born between us. When we meet and open our heart, we are able to then welcome someone into our heart while welcoming ourselves.